thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. There you go. Is this thing on? Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, it is. The sound of caroling somewhere near, and you can't help but wish the night would never end. Oh, oh, oh. I love the lights, I love the snow, and I never want to let you go. This is called Go Fish, <laughs> and it's their album, Christmas with a Capital C. Right, and now for some special, 
All right. One more thing. Okay. All right. So if you want to find the music that I've been playing, all you got to do is go to go to YouTube, type in Go Fish, like as in the game, like the card game, Go Fish. Do you have any eights? <laughs> and then then and then it'll come up. Um, you can you you can type in Go Fish Christmas songs, and it will come up. the The name of the album, I believe, it's either called Snow or it's called Christmas with a Capital C. But Christmas with a Capital C, which we haven't played recently is actually probably their biggest hit on there and now everybody for a moment of super greatness yes i'm going to play for you now bareface oh no yeah this, this is bareface you're gonna love this this is bareface singing this is awesome this is him singing his song that he wrote i wonder how it is you know it's Christmas time. Faces crowd the city streets and shopping malls. Maybe cars that wish you wealth or happiness. Or maybe cars the snow begins to fall. But do you know? In your heart, a child was Christ, and he came from heaven down to earth. We might know our God, and he gave his precious life that we might live. As you celebrate his birthday, oh, what That's our friend JR accompanying Randall. I wonder how it is Who was learning the song on the fly. Yep. If you don't even know the one who loves you, I pray that soon that you would come to know him. You could celebrate this time anew And that he came from heaven down to earth As you might know your God And he gave his precious life that you might live As you celebrate his birthday Oh, what gift did you give? Do you know? So if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, you actually saw Bareface playing that. Uh, it, that was last night. Yeah, it was. Wasn't, that was last night at the Pickleball Christmas Party, which is where we were. Yeah, we were in an undisclosed location here in Middle Tennessee. Uh, it's great. Randall, this was, um, the, 
The best part, wait, I will just say this. The best part about Bareface singing that was, number one, he didn't make any mistakes. And That's number, not true. Oh, whatever. And number two, <laughs> there was people in that room that did not know God the way that we do. And that was just clearly the gospel presentation, like, to people in that room that didn't know the Lord. And it was super cool. Yeah. So now they know you sing and stuff. So now you're never going to be well, looked at the same again. Nope. No, you're not. Got a voice for the shower. <laughs> a voice for the choir. I'm not really a lead singer. Is in my not so humble opinion. But um, yeah, I'm. You know, God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. So um, <laughs> it's good to uh, you, you know. know you the might have a job things. opportunity there that might disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, leading congregational singing, you know. With other voices going, that's that's <clears throat> completely different. Than <clears throat> I'm going to sneeze. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is like TikTok. Yeah. I could respond, though. <laughs> okay, it's a so, duet. Yeah, it's TikTok. a duet. So if you guys don't know, like TikTok is, is, they do these duet things. So they give you a split screen. You can respond to the other screen, but you can't respond out loud. And so... Yeah, Bareface just sneezed twice. So Fort- this is superior to TikTok. Fortunately, I am... In more ways than two. At least 10 feet away from him. No. <laughs> more like this... This table can't be any more than... Well, maybe a little more than three feet wide, so... Not that... Far apart. Have you all figuratively know- or physically? Have you have you guys noticed how many times we've disagreed disagreed and in just- the past two minutes? Exactly. Yeah. How how has our marriage lasted this long? Well, because if we agreed on everything, one of us would be unnecessary. So it's important to not agree on everything. Just saying. <laughs> okay. All right, well, hey, everybody. I don't know about you, but I think I've gone to like four Christmas parties in the last three days, something like that. So I am all in the celebratory mood for Christmas. Question is, are you? Uh huh. Um, so here's the other thing. Wait, I want to say hi to people that I can see because, you know, Sharon and Tim are there. I don't know if, if any, how many years have we been married? Is that your question? Mm-hmm. Bareface, do you remember how many years we've been married? Quiz time. You and I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and I have... Oh, wait, been... guess. Guess. I dare you to guess. If you don't know who we are, guess how long we've been married. No, don't don't answer. Let, let him guess how who's, long. Who's guessing? Tim in the chat room in Periscope. Okay. All right, plus there are people... Any Is there anybody else watching? Has that, has is, Are people still tuning in? To the Bible News Radio show. <laughs> Periscope, I don't know. Periscope, yeah, there is. Mm-hmm. Got viewers on YouTube and Facebook. No, don't don't answer. All right, 30 years. You are very close. Actually. Very close. You're very close. It's quiet, too quiet on uh, Twitch. What? Twitch? Oh, okay. I'm sure somebody, Barb is over on YouTube. Yeah, yeah you are. 
and some other folks, apparently. I love Barb. Barb is awesome. One day, I'd like to get to hug Barb up. Just go, death to Barb. <laughs> I love meeting our listeners. I really do. Our viewers or whoever. Whatever, however you want to define yourself. I define you all as people. Long distance um, friends. <clears throat> so we have been married almost, we're going on 28 years. Uh, so you're very close. Very good. Good guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shows, doesn't it? <laughs> like, okay, mister. Uh, so <clears throat> my wife and I just celebrated our 40th. Wow. Wow. So you're way older than we are. You're Maybe like, not necessarily. Maybe they just started. Dec- well, Maybe let's they say, just... okay, you're probably in your 60s. At least, because Bareface is 55, and I am... Well, you're assuming, well, then they got married, like, he was in his 30s? <laughs> or, you know, well, <laughs> wait, 40 years, oh, no. so... 60s, yeah, I guess 20, yeah. Hello, George. Okay, 40 years, yeah. 20, I... Yeah, I, See, I can do math he's sometimes. In their, he said he's in their 60s. Yeah, that makes sense, good. makes sense. Okay, yeah. Could you imagine, like, regular TV, how it would be? This is CNN, the Communist News Network. And, oh, yes, viewer. Yeah, how long have you been married? Oh, yeah, you look like you have been married 500 years. I mean that dog years. So that would, like, translate into, hmm, I'm not sure. <laughs> so what, today what we did, Randall and I, we, we go down once a month to the truck stop ministry and we go down there to minister to people who are truck drivers. Or um, just whoever, you know, all are invited. All are at invited. The, at the TA travel. That's the have announcements I make. I have not been able to actually get uh, a, a, a sentence out without mm, interruption. That's right. Back to you. Uh, so, so anyway, we got up early for this. I have to be honest and tell you a lesson I learned a long time ago. One of the lessons that I've learned is that it's not about me. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Not about me. Yeah, it's not. When God tells you to do something, you should just do it. And we were invited to be a part of this ministry a couple months back. And, um, and I'll tell you what, we've been doing it, what, six months or so now? Something like that. And I have to say that... Um, it has been really interesting to talk to these long haul truck drivers. We've had one woman come in and the rest have been men, of course. Um, and uh, one time, we last month we had five five people come. This month we had zero. On, on our week, there might be somebody else coming. A um, couple times we had two people. We had one person. Um, and initially, I have to be honest to say, you know what? I was like really barefaced. Ugh. I don't want to get up on a Sunday morning and go to church, let alone go down to some truck stop where I don't know anybody and I I have to be there and be all cheerful and welcoming. Forget that, you know. (laughs) But Randall and I have always been called to, let's say, the outcasts, the outcasts of society. Uh, we attract outcast type people. No offense if you're yeah, yeah, offended yeah. by that. Present, you're all outcasts. Just present so you know. company accepted. Or present company accepted. Anyway, the point is, is that we go where we're supposed to go. 
it's like we walk in. Hello. Hey, the harps are here. Just so you know. <laughs> when we try to avoid places that we're supposed to be, like God gets us there anyway. So I learned over the cup last decade or two, you know, instead of just fighting it, you should just do it and just go ahead. And then you, you, you just like avoid all of this and you just go there. So anyway, um, so, so I got up, went and, um, <clears throat> and when we got there, I, I don't know. I just had a hunch that there was not going to be anybody coming today. Um, but you know what the Lord showed me and, and, you know, seriously going back to the old, the whole idea of being a Christian, look, this our modern culture in the church teaches you that it's all about you. You know, I want to go to the church and because I go to the church and I find the great worship music that I like. That's the church for me or the Bible teaching that's perfect for me. That's where I'm going to go because it's all about what I like. You know, Randall and I started going to this current church we're going to is the Baptist church. Um, like about five years, almost five years ago, my dad has Parkinson's and dementia. And I took him in after not knowing him my whole life. Um, and he wanted to go to a Baptist church. I was like, hey, you know what? If uh, you want to go to the Baptist church, old geezer, that's what I call my dad. He's like, yeah. In fact, the other day I was talking to my dad. And uh, we were, we were um, having this conversation while he was eating his lunch near dinner time. Because he eats, every time I see my dad, he's eating very slowly. And everybody makes a joke because he's always out there in the dining room. Don't forget the first story. I won't. All right. So anyway, so um, long story short, I always say, hey, old geezer. I call my dad old geezer. I call any old person that's a guy old geezer. I mean, what do you call an old woman? Old hag? I mean, you can't do that. So I've opted for, um, you know, usually their name or or honey or deer, you know, something stupid like that, right? I, I got to come up with a different name for women, but you can't call an old woman an old bag or anything like that. You just can't because it's just, it's just like the... <laughs> but for a guy, it's perfectly, it's perfectly okay. So I had my glove. This isn't a glove, but let's just pretend this is my black glove. So I have my glove. My dad, he's 91. And so I went to my dad with my glove. I went like this. But it was really soft. I didn't do it hard. And then I went. Like that. And I said, Dad, I got to go. And he's like, okay. I said, does it bug you when I do that? And you know what my dad said? My dad says to me, um, <laughs> he says to me, you're just a kid. And, and then he laughed, you know, because I am his kid. I am his kid. But I take care of him. And so he feels like my kid because <laughs> I'm, I'm bossing him around all the time. But, you know, my dad taught me a lesson in that, right? He taught me that even though I'm in the position of taking care of him, he's still my dad. And, you know, if he says something like knock it off or something like that, which occasionally he will, you know, like like that was a little like, you know what? You're just my kid. I'm going to let you pick on me because you're my daughter, you know. Um, and it's it's kind of that way in ministry. So we want it to be all about us. So when I go to a truck stop ministry and I'm like, 
complaining internally and there because there's nobody there the thought in my mind was you know what wait a minute my father in heaven called me to this job so i'm going to go to this mission field that god called me to and here's the thing if nobody shows up there's a great cloud of witnesses that showed up to watch and there's also jesus himself that's like hey okay you do what i told you to and as somebody at church told me tonight maybe just maybe there was somebody that works at that truck stop ministry that's waiting for us to show up just to say hi just to give us a glass of water it doesn't matter the point is is that when god tells you to do something do it because you don't know who's watching and there is a great cloud of witnesses watching you know and I know there's some big debate about that in Hebrews 11 and 12. If you go back and you read those two chapters, you'll kind of see that and you'll realize that, you know what? Maybe God has a blessing for you waiting, but if you never show up for it, you're never going to get it. You know, and that blessing could be spiritual, could be emotional, could be physical. You just don't know. So, in fact, I remember... A number of years ago, and I've shared this before, but I know there's some new people. A number of years ago, before Randall and I were married, I worked at Focus on the Family. And um, I was in need of a shower curtain. I, w I, I wasn't actually making enough money to buy a shower curtain because I was so poor. Uh, in fact, Randall actually, like, secretly gave me money and I was like duh this is you duh anyway so we had this um Santa white elephant gift Christmas party thing that folks on the family did with our employees and and all that so I went to that one night and I don't want to go but I did and I show up and literally the last gift under the tree that we had to swap out uh was sitting there all by itself and and I got it. So guess what I did? I opened it up and guess what it was? It was a shower curtain, which I needed. Okay. Now, I'll, whoever brought that shower curtain brought it as a gag gift because shower curtains are relatively cheap. I mean, literally, they're like two or three dollars. You can get those anywhere pretty cheap if you get a cheap one. Um, but back then, I didn't even have that type of money. Um, and anyway, so I get there, I get the, I'll get the last gift. Everybody started busting up when I opened up and got the shower curtain. But to me, it was the blessing. It was like the heavenly father. It was like the Lord going, here you go, kid. There, you showed up, you got your shower curtain. <laughs> you know? Um, so that's my lesson for tonight. I know Bareface has something more better to talk about, um, but because you come for me but stay for randall you know <laughs> so was, was that where you were headed originally when you talked about the baptist church now we got the baptist church which turned into your dad and eating which turned into the glove which turned into forget what after that then it was the shower curtain and now well it was tied back to going down to truck stop ministries okay you guys got what I said, right? I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I said, don't, you know, don't forget the original story, you said you won't. <laughs> but you're going to get back to it. So I, 
I'm not sure if we got maybe, back. Maybe to it. I forgot it. Because right. you interrupt me so much. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Just, just, just curious. So George says, thank you. I like that label. Good. And then um, he also says, when my son called me old man, I asked if his fiance was Pragers. <laughs> you know, isn't it sad that you have to wonder that? I mean, isn't it? I mean, this is a whole rant I could go on. But isn't it sad that you have to wonder? I, I don't know if your son's a Christian or not, but... To me, it's really sad that you have to wonder if somebody's remained pure before marriage if they're a believer. You, it should be an unspoken, like, yes, duh, hello. But <laughs> I was a counselor, a marriage and family therapist for like 15 years. And um, the number one issue people dealt with was sexual issues. And uh, yeah, and so anyway, by the way, today's question Bible trivia was whose birthday are we celebrating traditionally on December 25th? And I have to tell you guys that some of you sent some of the most smarty pants answers back to me. And you totally made me laugh, you know, especially the bare face comment. I'm like, really? I'm like, okay. So yeah. So, it's all right. That's right. You, you all keep being smart people. God knows your heart. Yeah, he does. And he'll get you. Yeah, he will. Just so you know. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, what's the topic tonight, Bareface? About Christmas, right? Yes. Um, oh, good. Well, what we call Christmas, and I'm not... Not the celebration with pagan roots and all that, but what we, the underpinnings, you know, celebrating the birth of Christ. We can talk about the birth of Messiah and that so many were unprepared for <clears throat> his arrival. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then of course, by extension, we'll consider whether or not we're ready for his second arrival. Did you see how I didn't even interrupt him? Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? Are we bitter about that? <laughs> we never get bitter. We always get better. That's right. Hey, I just gave you cake. You did? Mm -hmm. I did. I didn't even make it. Um, My nose is really itchy. Well, <clears throat> so, I will say, let's, let's, uh... Let's cheer Bareface on now, shall we? B aggressive. B E aggressive. B I B L E Bareface. It's time for Bible with Bareface. Yeah, it is, people. I just made that up on the spot with my purple thing. But wait, shouldn't we like say who our sponsor is first? That'd be good. Our sponsor you know is. Give me a, go for a while. Give me an A. Give me an R. Give me an I E L. Ariel, yay! Ariel Ministries <laughs> is our sponsor. Yeah, they are. Right now, you can save 20% when you use that coupon code Bible News. Hint, hint. And, or if you spend over $30 at Ariel, which isn't hard to do because if you get some of their bigger, bigger books, they're expensive or they're more expensive, um, you can save $30. Wait, no, 30%. You, you spend 30 Yeah, you can, yeah. 
you save 30% when you spend 30 bucks or more. All right, so go check that out. Also, if you are in need of uh, some encouragement, I should tell you that tonight I am announcing for the very first time this week that I am going to give you away my very free uh, Bible news classroom uh, Bible study called Stop Lying to Yourself, Your Secrets Are Not Secret. And then you'll also get access to the Unstuck Club, which is also free. I used to charge like a hundred bucks or something like that for the Stop Lying Lying to Yourself, Your Secrets Are Not Secret Bible study that I did. But you know what? Tonight, I'm giving it, um, I'm, yeah, I'm giving all of it free away to you for Merry Christmas time so that you can get unstuck in the new year and you can stop lying to yourself. Actually, that is the real Bible study I put together. It's about King David. So I am going to come up right now in a minute with a new bit.ly code that will get you directly to, actually, you know what? You don't even have to get the bit.ly code. All you have to do is go on the Periscope where there's links and there will be a link to the, um, to the Bible News Radio Classroom. If you just click that link through that app, it will take you directly to the the page. You can sign up. You're going to have to get a free Teachable account. Some of you already have this course because you already took it. But um, you know what? That's my my gift to you, people. Yeah, it is. Because I want you to change for the better. And I think that I can help you with that. Yeah, uh... Yeah, the the link tree. Yeah, it's on link tree. Yeah. And then the other thing is, if you want to become a Legal Shield member or get identity theft protection for yourself, then contact me directly. I can help you with that because that's super great. And if you want a video, I can send a video to you about it, um, which would be really good. And if you want to donate to the show, that would be super awesome. You can do that at BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give and you can donate with PayPal. You can write a check. You can send cash in the, you know, in in the mail. There's an address if you want to do it that way. And Venmo, you can send Venmo as well. If you're on Venmo, you can send it to me in there if you want. Don't feel pressured. Don't give under compulsion. Only give because you feel led to give and you want to give because you love to give um you can do that all right i think that's it i think that's it do you want to want me to throw that link up yeah that's good and then of course mama gina has it right be aggressive b-e what is it b-e-a-g-g-r-e-s-s-i-v-e yes um jeff bell the ceo of Legal Shield, when he came to our Ladies of Justice breakout session, he had a pom-pom, or did he? I think he did. And he sang the Be Aggressive cheer. That's where that came from. Now that is a man secure in his masculinity, people. Yeah, it is. All right, Bareface, on with Bible study. Okay. You've been warned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Peeps, weekends in the word here. Um, you might want to put the link tree thingy up for a little bit in the show. That way people can write it down or something in the event that they actually want to get the free courses I've just offered. Well, I'm going to have to then um, 
Let me edit the, um, you know, the the lower third stuff. Okay. If, or I'll if, tell you what, I will just, tweet, I'll tweet out it on Bible News Radio. I'll just tweet out the link on Twitter. And well, then. If you want to just kind of stall for a little bit, I can. Uh, I want to stall. Okay. I have this joke I could tell you. It's about three. No, that's all right. It's about three. We can move along. It's we, about. Why don't you just tweet it out? And I was then... just going to say it's about three cows. No, yeah. it's actually about three blind mice. Yeah. Yeah, there was there, there was one mouse that was blind from birth, and then <laughs> there was another mouse that got blind after he had an accident in the construction area, and then the third mouse, well, you know, it was unfortunate he got blind because he stared to the sun too long, yeah, and um, and so one day the guy decided that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that he wanted to go on a foot race up to the foot of a hill. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> but they this... couldn't because the, anyway, all should... three mice were totally blind. And they were afraid that if the, as they all went right. up, they would be like, yeah. they all would right. like crash into each other. <laughs> all right, get a grip. <laughs> All right, so coming up. Uh, this is why we have never been picked up on any Christian media people. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah right. And all only right. regular people understand why that's funny. Uh, all right. <laughs> so I want to see here if if the uh, ticker here is refreshed. It probably it should, but you know these things. You know this is not this is not network news here. This is no, it's two not. string budget um, live streaming. So. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So if there's worry less, live more, then we should have the um, Amazon link. And, and then I should sneeze and see if... What is get... it about you sneezing? You've been know. like... Are you allergic to this to the microphone? That could be. Just like your nose itches. I know, right? I It didn't, didn't come up. It's not coming up. I don't know why. Hmm. I added it, but... I'll just tweet it out. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to go ahead here. I'm going to log into Twitter if I can remember my password. Okay, let's see here. All right, well, good. It's... You go ahead. I'm going to do this. All right. So, the, uh, you know, the holiday we know is Christmas, celebrated December 25th. You know, that that's not something that the early church celebrated uh it's you know there are many traditions that came about uh with the holy roman empire and the sort of christian knees okay christian veneer that was just so you know i am now tweeting out the tweet says get my free courses and i sent the link so just go over to bible news radio on twitter and then you will get it and you can sign up if you haven't already signed up already I'm done now. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, so, you know, Christmas, the, the holiday, the tradition, now, now it's coming up. Here it comes, the, the link tree link. Awesome. And the, 
and then uh, and it's also got um... all right yeah hopefully that fixes that anyway sorry for the distraction there I'm not a good multitasker but um, you know a lot of the things associated with Christmas tradition you know putting aside the the Saturnalia and all that kind of stuff tied with its pagan roots and the Christian veneer that was put on it um, a lot of unbiblical things introduced in fact Christmas was illegal in the American colonies for some time because of its uh, association with uh, eating delicacies and um, and consumption of alcohol, well, you know, in the Puritan colonies, it was seen as a very um, fleshly thing. But anyway, not to talk about that. When we take the Christ in Christmas, uh, you know, some of the things buried in those traditions, uh, or is it buried by those traditions? Anyway, uh, you know, as we looked at, I think it was last week, that the birth of Christ is maybe not as you expected or imagined. Uh, because of the Christmas carols and other things and these nativity scenes we see that um, just are things not found in the scriptures. However, the things in the scriptures are there. Before there was a, before there was a Christmas holiday, there was the fact that Messiah was born, that, that, that the word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. Uh, yet, yet, so many at that time were not prepared for arrival of Messiah. And we're going to look at that tonight. And so we're going to be looking, starting in uh, Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 18. Uh, Luke gives us a little more detail uh, surrounding the birth of Messiah, the birth of Christ. But for sake of time, and especially now that it's 38 minutes after the hour, uh, we're going to look at Matthew's Gospel, uh, beginning chapter 1, verse 18. So since we're getting into the scriptures, and the Bible is the only book that comes with its author, let's ask him for guidance, shall we? Father God, you're an awesome God, worthy of every blessing, honor, glory, power, and praise. We're thankful for this. Uh, your word that has been preserved throughout the ages for our instruction, our equipping and righteousness, and, Lord, uh, for teaching us about you. Um, pray that we would be receptive to the things you have for us uh, this evening, and we offer ourselves in this time uh, to you, to use as you will, we ask in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. Right, Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 18, we read, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, and if you're familiar with uh, Jewish tradition, uh, betrothed is, is, there hasn't been a wedding yet. It's an engagement, really, but it's an official sort of engagement, and not just in the sense of, you know, he took her on a hike, you know, in some in some canyon, and and a friend was there to videotape, you know, the proposal, all that. A little more, a little more official and tradition wise. 
and we could really get into that. There are some interesting parallels uh, between the redemption of his bride and all that when it comes to um, uh, the Jewish process of betrothal, betrothal and marriage and all that. But not going to get into it. But um, suffice it to say for now, uh, his mother, Mariam, or Mary, was... Uh, betrothed. They were engaged in, in a very official sort of way. Uh, before they came together, and the idea came together here is in, the, is in the physical sense, before they had intimate relationships, uh, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, now it calls, at least in the English here, in New King James Version, says her husband, of course, they weren't married, they had not, uh, they, they were not wed, they had not gone through a wedding ceremony, uh, but because of this betrothal, this engagement, which is a little more than engagement, as we know in the Western culture, it's like an assigned that these two are going to be uh, wedded, and so uh, that's that's why, you know, before they came together, uh, before they had intimate uh, relations, uh, because they had not gone through, uh, they weren't officially wedded, but again, the, the engagement was, is, was a little more binding. And so, practically, more or less speaking, Yosef uh, Joseph was her husband. So, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, or being righteous, being, you know, an upstanding individual, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Well, does that sound like a very loving thing to do, a very righteous, upstanding thing to do, to put away this woman uh, secretly, to basically cast her out? Um, uh, yes, it is. Because uh, with this, again, the, the betrothal process, the betrothal state, um, uh, it's just as good as, or almost as good as, being married, being husband and wife. Because, you know, we see, calls him husband here, even though they're not wedded yet. And so the Mosaic Law has... Um, a fair uh, bit dedicated to uh, uncovering the nakedness of people and sexual relationships and who can, you know, uh, see what or do what. And, and so and this is a case of a betrothed couple. Here she is pregnant. Uh, she's found with a child before they've had relations. That shows an unfaithfulness, or it appears to be an unfaithfulness on her part. And so, um, Mosaic Law would call for her death. It's, it's tantamount to adultery, of course. Um, uh, but he's not wanting that to happen, not wanting her to make a public example, you know, brought out uh, to community, be stoned. And I'm not sure, even though. Uh, the Roman government was in power uh, at this time. Uh, I don't know for sure whether or not they had taken away 
the right to capital punishment from the Jews at this point. Um, uh, whereas uh, under the Roman government in the Holy Land, uh, the Jews had a fair amount of autonomy, and we see that in the Gospels when uh, toward, uh, toward getting toward the crucifixion, uh, where the, the, you know, the chief priests, the elders, the Sanhedrin there are talking and say, you know, lest the Romans come and take away our place and our nation, you know, that was their concern about the popularity of, of Jesus and about was they were afraid that the the autonomy and the and the favor that they had, especially the ruling class with the Roman government, that that would be taken away. Um, uh, they were pretty much allowed to handle their own legal affairs, except when it came to uh, carrying out capital punishment, executing someone. And and I'm not sure at this point in time, uh, which would was somewhere between four and what we would call four and six BC, um, by our present calendar. I'm not sure if that time uh, the right, you know, uh, to capital punishment had been taken away yet. So I'm not sure if if Mary for this uh, equivalent of adultery would have been stoned to death. Uh, according to the Mosaic Law, seeing as they weren't married yet. But anyway, Yosef, uh, Joseph being a just man, uh, not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Uh, and really, that was merciful on his part. It was upstanding. He was, he was, he was just or, or righteous and that uh, he wasn't vengeful. He's like, okay, obviously, you, you know, you couldn't um <laughs> you couldn't stay faithful you could even wait till we were married and and now you're yeah now you're with child so um uh you know what obviously this this marriage thing isn't going to work out for you uh you've got somebody else on the side why don't you just you know uh, disappear get out of town and secretly we'll you know just like back in the day not too long ago when an unmarried young woman would get pregnant, you know, she'd be sent out of town or out of state even sometimes to go live with some relative until the child was delivered because it was a, a shameful thing back in the day. And if you go back to the 1950s even or maybe even the early 60s, you know, an out-of-wedlock uh, pregnancy was scandalous. And so... Uh, it was not uncommon to send that young woman, you know, teenager, you know, teenage mother, whoever, whomever, you know, away, send her away, you know, lest she be around town. This young woman, oh, isn't that, you know, Bill and Mary Jones kid, you know, and then, oh, she's pregnant, you know, it's like similar kind of thing, only instead of just the, the shame of the neighborhood. Uh, there might have been a, a death by stoning a public ex execution. He's like, okay, well, obviously fidelity isn't your thing. Why don't you just, you know, forget it. We'll, you will consider this annulled, this betrothal annulled, and you just go away secretly, and, and I won't seek any sort of 
you know, file any grievances or, you know, you just, you know, we'll call it, you know, whatever, call it quits. Uh, but while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, uh, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, or Yeshua, for he will save his people from their sins. And um, I don't have a whiteboard handy. This is usually when I get <laughs> somewhere passage like this where uh, talking about his name. Do you want me to get you the one from downstairs that's on the fridge? Um, not important, no. But thanks for offering. I'm your help meet. Uh, yeah, I am. Um, we meted so that you could get help. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's right. a, a tangential point. So, How many of you want him to get the whiteboard? Just tell me and I'll go, get, I'll go downstairs and get I could probably it. do something to draw on the screen here. I don't know. Do I have any? Yeah, I could pull up paint or something like that. By this time, I could have already been downstairs, yeah. gotten the whiteboard off our fridge, and then brought it up. Um, Put a one if you want the whiteboard. Put a no, two we, if you're got, like. We've got like ten minutes. It's, it's you not can important. go over. Doesn't matter. Who cares? This isn't CNBSC or anything of the sort. All right. Well, yeah. Go for it. Okay. I'll be back, people. All right. Yeah, I will. I'm on a superhero mission. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm not looking at the camera. But that's all right. Whatever. Whatever. All right. We'll get to back to that, but. Um, uh, but it's important, his name, his name, Jesus, Yeshua, for he will save his people from their sins. So that's, and and we'll illustrate that in a moment. Um, so all this was done, verse 22, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken to the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Uh, I believe Isaiah chapter 7, I can't tell you verses off the top of my head. Um, but the thing is here, um, the first person not ready for the arrival of Messiah is Yosef, is, is Joseph. Um, uh, when in Luke's, Luke's gospel, we get more information about the visitation of Gabriel, the Gabriel, the Archangel. Um, thank you, love. Um, his visit uh, with Mary, and basically says, "Okay, I'm I'm cool with this. Let's let it happen." She was, she was a willing participant there. Um, and but Joseph here, uh, not so spiritually in tune. Although an angel later appeared to him in a dream. Uh, we don't know what, you know, the scripture doesn't tell us what Mary said to him, but I suspect when he noticed she was pregnant that she might have told him what had happened. Um, you know, I guess it's just speculation because we don't have in any of the Gospels any interaction between them, or he just saw from afar that she was pregnant, but... 
I don't know. My hunch is that they had some interaction, and he and she may have told him how she was pregnant, but he was ready, still ready to put her away secretly. He wasn't. He was like, okay, pull, you know, you know, with child of the Holy Spirit, I'm cool with that. Let's, you know, let's do this thing. He's he's ready to send her away for unfaithfulness. So so he wasn't ready for the arrival of Yeshua. Oh, and since I have the whiteboard here. Um, um just just in case you know just the way um language working through the years the name of messiah um uh his hebrew name uh yeshua my my hebrew writing isn't that good but it's uh uh four letters yod shin uh vav ayin and so the yod is a y sound. Uh, shin, as you might expect, is a sh sound. Uh, the vav, uh, when it's a consonant, it's v. But, or well, some people say wa. I guess it depends if you're uh, Ashkenazi or Sephardic. And you can look those terms up. Uh, and ayin, which is these days uh, serves as a vowel, did then too. So uh, Yeshua. And that comes from the Hebrew verb yasha, which means to save. Uh, in fact, uh, when uh, the Lord was coming into Jerusalem, into Jerusalem riding a donkey, the people are shouting, Hoshana, Hoshana, which uh, is, you know, uh, from that root verb yasha, they're saying, save now, uh, basically save us now. Because uh, they were expecting a different kind of um, salvation. Anyway, so Yeshua. And then when it gets, uh, when the Hebrew name was translated into, not translated, but transliterated. Not translated, like a meaning. Um, but translate, transliterated, using, trying to uh, approximate the same sounds into with a different language or alphabet. So, anyway, the root root verb yasha means to save. Uh, Yeshua uh, means um, uh, salvation, or um, or if you look at it as the uh, short form of Yahoshua, i.e., Joshua. Uh, then it's Yah is salvation, or God is salvation. Um, so it's either the short that means salvation, or it's or it's uh, contraction for Yahoshua, which is um, God is salvation. So we shall call his name Yeshua, for he will save his people from their sins. Not the Roman government, but from their sins. Uh, Yeshua. So anyway, that name in Yeshua, if you try to use a Greek alphabet to um, spell out the name Yeshua, um, if you're familiar with the Greek alphabet, um, the Greek letter that makes the Y sound like a Y, like the English Y, Y, there isn't one. Um, so um, in... In Greek, the the 
uh, the ya sound is approximated with an iota, epsilon, ye, ie. So if you, you know, e, e, if you say that close enough together, ye, it sounds kind of like a y, so that's the most they could do. Um, okay, how about the shin, the sh, yeshu, what, what in Greek makes the sh sound where there is no letter? There is an s, there's a sigma. So we've got a yes, and then an oo sound. Ooh, we've got that. We do have that in Greek by way of a, a diphthong. That is a vowel sound made up of two uh, consonants or, or vowels, really. Um, omicron and upsilon uh, together make the oo sound. And then, so, yesu... Uh, well, we could do that with an um, an alpha, like that, and um, and we actually do see that in the New Testament. But most of the time, the grammar of the Greek, because it is what it is, um, most of the time uh, requires a masculine ending or another. Um, Sigma, only I was, only I forgot to do the ending sigma. When uh, sigma ends a word, it's what looks a little more like our Latin or English S. Um, so it requires the uh, masculine ending, which we see a lot in in New Testament with other names as well. Um, uh, um, Barnabas and Timotheus and where their names aren't weren't really that the Greek grammar requires the masculine. So anyway, what we get there is we get Jesus in in an approximation of the Hebrew name Yeshua. It's a transliteration, trying to mimic the same sounds in another alphabet. Of course, by the time we get to the Latin alphabet, Roman alphabet, uh, you know the um. um well, won't get into Romance languages anyway, but, you know, the, the J was introduced times, and it wasn't clear uh, at times whether the I or should be J. And um, anyway, so the I gets replaced with an A, a J rather, the, um, the uh, um, yeah, Epsilon with a E, uh, the... Sigma with an S, the diphthong oo is replaced with just a U, and then the ending uh, sigma there with uh, an S as well. So that's how we end up with the English Jesus, just because using different alphabets. It's not a, it's not a way to butcher the name or whatever. It's just because the limitations of taking sounds through different alphabets so anyway oh that was for free uh, so wouldn't you call his name jesus for he will save his people from sin you should call his name yeshua salvation or or uh, yahoshua god is salvation for he will save his people from their sins so the point i was getting at you know that all this was done that might be fulfilled uh which was spoken of by the the Lord through the prophet, the prophet in this case Isaiah or Yeshayahu, 
actually the Hebrew name, another one of those things where transliteration, the Hebrew name Yeshiahu getting going through Greek and then through Latin alphabet ends up with we're looking at Isaiah, but if you look at it, uh, yes, uh, it's almost there. Just going to pretend little yes, Yahoo. Anyway, so there were there were prophecies. These things were there, and and while Mary was ready to receive what the angel told her, yeah, let's do this thing. That's wow. And you know her cousin Elizabeth, you know, blessed are you with the Lord, you know, and the fruit of your womb and all that. Ready, Joseph, not so. Not so uh, ready, quite uh, skeptical, actually. Um, and uh, wait a second, where's? And so, but when the angel appears to him in a dream, tells him, gives him instruction. All right, then, then indeed, um, he's uh, more accepted. So Joseph, being roused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. And took to him his wife. And he did not know her, again, that's in the biblical sense, carnal relationships, he did not know her until she brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name uh, Yeshua, uh, the, the, as, as the father would be doing, the father would be the one naming. And we see that as well in the life of Yochanan, John the Baptist, where his father uh, gives him the name even even though he was mute at the time. All right, so let's move on to uh, chapter 2 of Matthew. And we read that now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, the house of bread, of Yehuda, or uh, in Judea, in the days of Herod the king, and that would be Herod the Great, for those of you who know anything about Middle Eastern history, um, this would be the grandfather of the Herod that we read about in the adult life of Jesus. Uh, this is Herod the Great, responsible for overseeing the construction of the temple um, that we find Yeshua later teaching in. Okay, so this is when it's Herod is more of a more of a, a, a title than a name. Anyway, so this would be Herod the Great. Um, and so in the days of Herod the king, uh, behold, a wise man from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has, who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and have come to worship him. All right, so here's these um, heathen outside, or, you know, non-Jews, anyway, I don't want to call them heathen, Gentiles. Because obviously they're they're interested in king of the Jews. They're they're interested in spiritual things and you know the the God of the Jews, the God of heaven and earth. Uh, they've come. Okay. Now verse three is what I want to zoom in on and focus in on. When Herod the king, not Herod the Tetrarch, and that's again that puts um, distinguishes him as Herod the Great. And this time, verses later on. Um, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Uh, now, it's not a positive spin uh, in the Greek. It's not like he was excited. He was, he was he couldn't contain himself. Ooh, king of the Jews. Um, no, he's like, what, king? This, this isn't cool. 
um, uh, this was upsetting news to him. And notice, uh, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Um, so the, the general population in Jerusalem at this time, uh, they're not ready for a king of the Jews. This is, an ups- this is upsetting news to them. Um, and so when they had, um, when they had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ or the Messiah, Mashiach, was to be born. And there we have a translation, um, uh, Mashiach, which means anointed one or Messiah transliterated into Latin slash English. Uh, but the equivalent word in Greek is Christos, um, meaning anointed one. So we'll actually have a translation here uh, rather than a transliteration. So he inquired of them where the Christ or the Messiah was to be born. So they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are not least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who shall shepherd my people Israel. So here are the chief priests, the chief priests and the scribes of the people. They have the information. Oh, what, what, they inquire where the Christ to be born. And they, they know, they know the scriptures. They know, they know the prophecy in, in Micah. And they say, oh, and in Bethlehem, Judah. Now what happens with this information? What happens? Verse 7, when Herod, then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared, and he sent them, the wise men, to Bethlehem, and said, go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. Well, we know later on that he wasn't interested in worshiping. He was hoping for intel to figure out where this, this upsetting news was, uh, you know, where this, where this child was at. And notice he sent the wise men. The, the, the chief priest didn't go. I mean, these were the religious people who know. They had the information. They had the information about the arrival of Messiah, but they didn't go. And so there's there's another two people when it comes to uh, the arrival of Messiah, the coming of the king. Uh, they weren't ready. It was upsetting news to Herod. It was upsetting to most of the people in Jerusalem. You know, Herod was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And then the and then the chief priests who, who knew <laughs> they they were ready. Oh, here, Micah. Let's here. Here's where. They had information, but but no action associated. So when they heard the king, they departed. Behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And we talked about last time the difference between child and infant and how it appears in the uh, in, in the Gospels and makes that differentiation. So he was a young child, not an infant. This was about two years after the birth. Uh, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. So the Gentiles from the east, most likely Babylon, that area, they rejoiced, or Persia as it would have been at that time, uh, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. 
And when they come into the house, saw the young child with Mary's mother, they fell down and worshipped. That was their response. They were glad, they worshipped, and they opened up their treasures and presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. And, well, then we read about the, the flight to Egypt by the Holy Family, Mary, Joseph, and, and the young child, Yeshua, Jesus. And then Herod, when he sees that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry and sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time uh, which had been determined by the wise men and which was another fulfillment of scripture um, uh, from Jeremiah, Jeremiah. So, the point what I'm getting at is with the first arrival of the king, the first arrival of Messiah, the majority of people were not ready. Uh, it should have, you know, from 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 the greatest, from Herod the Great, you know, the king, um, down to people just living in Jerusalem, they were troubled by the news. The, the, the very priests, the chief priests and scribes, the ones who were experts in the word of God, who knew the prophecies, who could point, were ready to answer where Messiah was to be born, we see just what appears to be head knowledge uh, from them. They don't go with the wise men to Bethlehem to seek the child, to worship him. They just have the spiritual answers. And the only ones we see uh, responding with joy and with worship are the Gentiles far from the east, far removed from the Holy Land, uh, far removed from Jerusalem, uh, that have a fitting response uh, to the arrival of the king. Joseph wasn't ready. Um, Herod wasn't ready. Uh, the people of Jerusalem weren't ready. The chief priests and the scribes, they weren't ready. Um, and some of them, not only not ready, but opposed to, or in opposition to, the arrival of the king. So you do know he's coming back, right? Uh, in Acts we read that this same Jesus, who, you know, uh, went up, uh, ascended, uh, taken him cloud, will be returning the same way. And And Peter tells us that you know, in the last days will be scoffers saying, you know, where is this promise of his coming? So, because, you know, for since the time of fathers have fallen asleep, everything continues the way it was, you know. Same old, same old. You know, people talking about the return of Christ, uh, you know, goes on and on. Yeah, you know, we've been waiting a long time. Yeah, like, prove it to me. And and Peter, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, writes, um, but they're uh, they're willingly ignorant, basically. Uh, in fact, let me pull that up real quick, because I should, lest I butcher the text. Stand by. Stand by. Getting there. 
am I looking in the wrong place? Or am I just bumbling here? Yeah, why well, don't well, Yeah, second Peter, I knew where I was going for some reason it just I don't know. Couldn't type correctly. But uh second Peter chapter three. Um here we go. Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle. Second Peter, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder that you be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles, of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willingly forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing, standing out of water and in the water, got to go back to Genesis where the water's below and above the firmament, uh, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water, it's not that it just rained for 40 days. The floodgates of heaven were opened up and the, and, and the depths of the, the earth were opened up. Um, floods of water from, from the sky and from below the earth. Uh, the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. Go back to Genesis chapter 6. He says, but the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, and they're different because that earth was... Well, it, it perished. It was destroyed by water and, and, and radically transformed. And the, and the heavens are different. The, not the, you know, um, eternal heavens, not the abode of God, but, you know, the sky, uh, our atmosphere, that's different than it was because of the water that once uh, was above the firmament came down. So... The world that then existed perished, but the heavens and the earth, which are, which are now preserved by the same word, i.e., the the same God who um, the word of God who upholds the world, you know, with a word of His power that holds it all together. Uh, so the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for 
and hastening the coming day of the Lord. Um, not only coming, but somehow hastening. I'm not sure how that works, how we can <laughs> hasten. Uh, we can certainly ourselves be more ready and better prepared. So, so the question is, are you ready for, you know, Christmas 2.0? Not the, the birth of Messiah, not his first coming arrival, but his coming in glory. Uh, the first time around, there are very few that were prepared and ready for that. Uh, we had the, um, we had the uh, Gentiles far in the east who came to worship him, who were ready to seek him and worship him. Wise men still seek him. And we had the shepherds, as recorded in Luke chapter 2, that were ready to come and see and worship. Pretty much everybody else, <laughs> from Joseph, uh, Mary's fiance, um, to um, you know the chief priests and scribes and rulers and all that such, uh, weren't ready. They, you know, they weren't familiar with Handel's "Joy to the World." You know that every heart prepare him room. Uh, there was no, there may have been no room in the end, but there was certainly no room in the hearts uh, of most of the people at the time. So there's a second coming, coming, Christmas 2.0, and the question is, are you ready? And knowing what that is, what Peter asked, what, what manner, you know, how should we ought to be, you know, what manner persons ought you to be, and holy contact and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God. Um, not just, um, you know, better prepared in terms of your action, but actually looking for, and if there is some way to hasten it uh, to do that. So, food for thought, and something I have to ask myself, am I ready for Christmas 2.0, uh, that is the, the second coming of the Lord, um, or am I too wrapped up in, you know, my agenda and what I want to do that I would say, wait, Lord, not yet, I hope not, yeah, even so, come Lord Jesus, that's right, mm-hmm, so with that said, people, I hope you enjoyed this show. Yeah, I do. So, I'll end the show by saying, be bold, people. Stand up. And go with God, because he loves you. We'll see you, uh, Lord willing, next week on Friday night.